what's cooking up in the kitchen? Oh, that, that smells good. good. I, want I want some, some of that. that. Where, Where is, is that, that coming from? That smells like some soul food. Yes, it is soul food, but it's soul food for spiritual nourishment. The food that will never expire. Never expire? I need this food every day. You are listening to a spiritual-based podcast here to satisfy your soul and feed your spiritual hunger. No matter where you are, at home, at work, or on the go, you can listen in right now. Don't let your soul go hungry. It's It's time time for for some some soul food. In our busy lives, we strive to please many people. The family, the boss, spouse, and friends. However, we often forget the most important relationship. Our relationship with God. Join us now for the moment of the Holy Spirit. friend is may the lord jesus bless all of you we are now once again beginning the moment of the holy spirit and day after day god is giving us tools on how to be closer to him and far from evil this is how it goes if you are closer to god you are far from evil if you are far from god you are in trouble Yes, you are in trouble. I want you to keep listening to us because today we are going to talk about a serious problem that many people suffer from, self-control. The subject today is no self-control. You do not have control over your anger, over your actions, over your tongue, over your answers. You do not have control over your mouth you will always put yourself in trouble. You don't want to be like that, but you do not have self-control. Well, yesterday we spoke to this young man by my side. Actually, we are both young men, right? Yes, sir. Nobody's old here. Nobody. (laughs) Devontes. If you did not know, you did not watch yesterday's show. This young man was in suffering since she was born. He never met his daddy till this day. Never? Never. The, the last time I spoke to him over the phone, but face, I had never met him. I don't know how he looked or nothing. And at five years old, the age of five, he was taken away from his mother because she was a drug addict and she was being beaten every single day by the drug dealers. He was taken and he was living in a foster care, foster home, group homes, and he was rejected. He suffered rejections and the pain all over. Then you became a violent person. Yes, sir, Bishop. I became very violent, you know. No self-control. I had no control at all. Today you are going to hear from him 
how bad his temper, his anger, his mouth was. Stay with us. We are going to listen to this beautiful song. After this song, I want you to watch the testimony also of Thais. A young lady, if I'm not mistaken, she's 20 years old. She did the fast of Daniel, nothing happened. Why not? Because she did her own way, not the way she was supposed to do it. Listen to her story after the song, and I'll be back here talking to the Vaughn and talk about no self-control. We have more soul food to share. Make sure to stay connected. If you're feeling generous, share this episode with a friend or family member to help another soul. Enjoy the rest of this episode and leave a comment below. Come fly. 
Meu nome é Thaís Dias. My name is Thaís Dias. I'm 20 years old. And I grew up in the church because of my grandparents. But the relationship with my parents was different. My mother became pregnant of me at 17 years old, and I did not have a relationship with my dad. He left us, and my mother, because she didn't want to have me, she even arranged the money to do an abortion because she didn't want to have a baby. And my grandmother found out, and she was kind of forced to have me. I grew up in church, but I was always an empty teenager, and I never wanted to pay the price to receive the Holy Spirit. So I never was able to surrender myself completely, to empty myself from the feelings, from the things I carried, the scars from the past. I had many complexes. Even though I was in church, I, I thought I was uglier. I thought I was, would never be able to achieve anything. And with time, I became a religious person. I even would go to church. I would do the things of the church, sit on the first row. I would fake, well, not really fake. I would speak very well. I would understand very well. I learned how to be of God by what other people would say, but not from having a life with Him. That's when the first fast of Daniel came about. And I did it, but not in the way that it should have been done. I stopped watching TV, and I stopped doing secular things, that's it. I would go to church as normal, but I didn't change my behavior. I just stopped watching TV and stopped doing things that they told me I shouldn't do. That was my fast of Daniel. It wasn't only one, two. It was so many that I lost count. I did all of them. And all of them in the same religious way. My thoughts, they weren't on God all the time. If I were at home, I wouldn't watch anything on TV, but then I wouldn't read the Bible. If I would listen to the message of Bishop Macedo, I would do a thousand things at the same time, and I wouldn't understand anything. And that's how it's always been, since 2011, when we had the first fast of Daniel until 2018. I would do it my way, the way that I thought it was right to do. And it became revolted because I didn't want to be like that anymore. I was in the church, I knew about everything, I would hear about God so much, but I didn't know Him. And I said, no, this fast of Daniel is going to be different. In 2018, I heard about the fast of Daniel once more, like in all the other times, but this time was different. I said, my God, these 21 days, I'm going to live them as if they were the last 21 days of my life. I was concerned on my offering to God and giving to God, not to be asking, but to give. What I had to change, what throughout all those fasts of Daniels, I didn't surrender to God. I wanted to give this offering to God, to surrender the things that were inside of me, that I needed to take out, and that for a long time I've been carrying throughout all those years. So I started to look at the small details, what I haven't surrendered to God on, how I did things. When I would return the tithe, I would do it like in a religious way, in a very religious way. And I started to say, no, it's the first fruits. It's something that I have to return to God that belongs to Him. It's not mine. So I started to separate the tithe with more care, with more love. I would sit on the first row. Before, I would sit wherever I would find. But now I would arrive an hour earlier. It wasn't like in the other fasts of Daniel that I would do whichever way. 
I really lived it as if they were the last 21 days of my life. And I made of the Bible my map. I wouldn't depend on other people, depend on what the pastor would say in the meeting, no. I had the certainty that God was receiving my offering, that it was pleasing Him. I wasn't really doing my will, I was doing the will of God. And when the last day came, I was a completely different person. The Holy Spirit was not so distant. In these 21 days, I came close to Him through my attitudes. And I said on that day, it's today, the great day arrived. I separated my clothes, I prepared myself, I would look at the clock. I want the time to arrive of the meeting. And the bishop already began the meeting, ministering the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I went in the front of the altar. And he said, if you left the feelings, everything I did on those 21 days, he said, if you left your feelings, if you did these 21 days like no other, if you really surrendered your life on the altar, the Holy Spirit is there, inside of you. And at that moment, I reflected upon my life and I said, yes, my God, I did that and I believe. And when I said, I believe, it's as if God Himself said, I'm here. And I had the certainty. It wasn't a feeling. I didn't cry. I just had a certainty and a peace, a joy that I wanted to raise my hands and say, Bishop, I was baptized. And I wanted to tell people that it was possible. And there died the religious person and a woman of God was born. I didn't not only hear about God, but He was living inside of me. The love for souls was not anymore, oh, I have to evangelize, no. Now it's my pleasure to talk to people, to talk about the God that I know now. I know Him now. I read this Bible verse and it stayed engraved inside of me. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will fulfill all the desires of your heart. I pleased Him. I gave my best. I do it until today. But God did so much more than what I thought, idealized, or dreamt until today. I have peace at home. I have peace wherever I go. I'm able to pass on the spirit that I received during the fast of Daniel. And everything in my life started to flow, move forward. And I tell you that I'm listening to my testimony and you have a long time in church and you are complacent and you became comfortable in just coming to church. You heard about this God, but you don't know Him. Do this fast of Daniel in a different way. And in the same way that today, I have a life with God because I pleased Him. If you please God in this fast of Daniel and you don't do it in a religious way and if you don't do it in a way that you think it should be done, but in do it in the way that God is asking you, I'm sure that in these 21 days will not be just one more 21 days in your life, but it will be the 21 days where you're going to know God. The same way that faith brings life, doubt brings death. While faith stimulates dreams, hopes, and raises self-esteem, doubt poisons dreams, hopes, and promotes depression. Depression is a spiritual problem. That's why there is no drug that can cure this spiritual illness. Just as the body needs physical care and the soul needs love, the human spirit could only be nourished by the Spirit of God. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the cure for depression. For more information about the Fast of Daniel, come to a universal church near you. 
Once again together here, and we are having this program that is called The Moment of the Holy Spirit. I want you to prepare one glass of water or a bottle of water because in a few I am going to pray. The Holy Spirit is self-control. If you do not have self-control, you need to have the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit to keep you calm because we all suffer injustice, right? We all suffer persecution. Do not think that you are the only one. Everybody does. But once you have the Holy Spirit within yourself, He's the one that gives you self-control because you are still alive. You still feel when somebody badmouths you, lie uh, on you. You feel when somebody uh, falsely accuses you, gossip. You feel when somebody does something to irritate you, to provoke you. Your flesh shakes. But once you have the Holy Spirit, you can control yourself. The scripture says here, Galatians 5, there on verse 22, says, But the fruit of the Spirit, Spirit capital letter, is love. It doesn't say the fruits, plural, of the Spirit are. It says e, like love, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, but then it says self-control. This word, self-control, is the subject of our program today. Self-control, only the Holy Spirit inside of you, He brings all these fruits. The fruits means characteristics, the virtues, qualities, Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Do you want to be able to control your tongue? To control your actions and your reactions? Do you want to be able to control your flesh when you have the cravings for alcohol, crack, cocaine, heroin? When you have the desire of sleeping around, selling your body? Betraying, tearing on your spouse. Do you want to have self-control? I'm pretty sure that the answer is yes. So now you need to receive the Holy Spirit. Devont. Yes, sir. How you doing, Bishop? Tell us. I'm fine. Devont, please tell me. You had no self-control. Bishop, I had no self-control. And that was one of my biggest problems, actually, you know, that I had no self-control. I had a bad, a very bad temper, and my temper is what got me in a lot of trouble, Bishop. It's my temper. I remember that, you know, I would just like spaz out. Like I would black out and get so angry, I would start, you know, throwing everything all over. Like in schools, in the in the group homes, the homes, I would start punching the walls. Uh, I got in a lot of trouble because of my anger. I remember, you know, I used to get in a lot of trouble in school. You know, the craziest thing I ever did in school due to, you know, lack of self-control is uh, I, I, I was in a principal office. I got in trouble in class and it took me to the principal office. I start, you know, going crazy, cursing, yelling at the principal. I didn't care. And I ended up breaking the glass, the, the glass, and they expelled me from home. Um, it was middle school. They expelled me from middle school because of this. 
You you were the result of your background. Yes, sir. What you were doing, you used to see at home. Yes, sir. Your mother be beaten. You used to see your relatives. Yes, sir. I mean, uh, uh, the foster family beating you, despising you, and you went to the streets. Yes, sir. Uh, I went to the streets when I was 14, Bishop, like, like I was saying previously. And, you know, when I went to the streets, I, I carried all this with me, but at the same time, I, I didn't care no more. I felt like this was my way. This is how I'm going to live. No one else don't care about me. So in the streets, you know, that's why I found like care, you know. And so I started hustling. I started robbing. It's, like I said at first, it started with petty like clicks. And then it eventually got serious, Bishop. I started getting involved in like drug transactions, uh, robbing people. I started getting in shootouts, all type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was back then in Louisiana? In Louisiana, in New Orleans. You said you shot people? Nah, I never shot no one, but I set people up to get shot, Bishop. Oh, yeah? What yes, about sir. yourself? Troubles with the law? Troubles with the uh, gangs? Yes, sir. <laughs> I had a lot of beef. A lot of beef, Bishop. No one didn't like me. Because like I would go into like different hoods and I would rob people. I was selling drugs to their, their, to their people and I would rob them as well. And so that caused a lot of beef. I'm robbing somebody else because I want money. I want what they have. And if I want what they have, I'm going to take it, you know? And so I started, you know, robbing people like crazy, like robbing. It got to a point, I started traveling, Bishop, to rob people, breaking in cars. I, I fell in love with robbing people. And like, like I had a lot of beef. It got to a point, I would go in their neighborhoods, I robbed them, then they would see me. I would have like a lot of gang fights. Like in the middle of the hood, it would be gang fights, and then after the gang fight, shootouts. It was really crazy, it was really crazy. And you had the drug addiction as well. I was addicted to codeine, lean, they, they label as lean. I was addicted to marijuana, pills. I was addicted, you know, I, got, I was so addicted to a point, like I would rob people for that too. Those who are out there listening to us, they have this problem, they understand your language. They understand. They understand what I'm you're sure, talking about. I'm sure they do. Mm -hmm. Because I don't understand what's beef. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about steak or what? <laughs> nah, nah, I ain't talking about it. <laughs> Tell us. So, like, beef is like, for example, it's, a, it's like basic problems, commotion with somebody else. Like, if, you, if someone don't like you, they're going to, you know, try to pick a fight with you, say something against you. Uh -huh. But in this, in, this, in this term, beef, in, in, the street, in the street level, you know, It's when you want to, you, I, I'm, I'm a talk. You like, you, you getting it. You, you know, you, you getting money. Mm -hmm. And so the other gang, they, they don't want to see you come up. And you become the beef. I become the beef. <laughs> <laughs> I become the beef. They want to put you in a grill. They want to grill. <laughs> That's what they want to do, Bishop. So you were a lost case. I was a lost case, Bishop. Never judge. Let me tell you something. Never judge those who are like that. Please, don't do that. When you see this kind of people on the streets, like they want to us, robbing people, shooting people. I go to the uh, streets. Amber, can I have my letters here, please? You can bring it here, please. Uh, thank you. All these letters here, let me turn it around. All these letters here are letters from inmates, prisoners, because I go to prison and I ask them to write me a letter. I don't judge them. And if you are listening to me from prison, I don't judge you. 
because I feel your pain. Like, Devant, he was like that because you never had a father figure. Your mother was a bad example to you. I believe that you are not respect women neither. Bishop, I was a womanizer, Bishop. I was, and I was young and I was... But how oh. did you use to treat women? I, I didn't... I would be in relationship to relationship. I would cheat on them. I would lie to them. I would even sometimes like aggressively like treat, like hold them, like hit, hit them. Like it was crazy. You, I ended up becoming... You, you, you never thought... My goodness, I became those men who mistreated my mother. Now I'm doing it. I'm cheating. I am violent to them. I never thought. And I end up, you know, I end up messing with a lot of girls, mistreating them, cursing them out, talking to them like dog. I didn't value them. You know, I didn't have no respect for them. To me, they was just like, like a piece of, like nothing. They were nothing to me, Bishop. Mm -hmm. You know, and I didn't realize until, you know, after I was treating, I was breaking a lot of hearts. I didn't want to, but... I was just aggressive with him. So you have no self-control at I all? I had no self-control, Bishop. What did you use to do in your anger moment when you were very angry, like, like green? I forget everything, Bishop. Mm -hmm. You know, I will black out. I will forget everything who's around me. I didn't care. I didn't even care about the police, mm -hmm. you know, if they were around me. I didn't care. Like, I would get in a lot of fights, like I said. Like, I'm on a block. If someone come on a block and they disrespect me, and especially if I'm not in the right mood, I'm gonna go crazy. I will spaz out. Mm -hmm. You know, I will start beating up people, stomping them, and it will be hard for me to stop beating up this person. You know, and I had no control. I was, I would forget about everything. In school, I, I would get in fights with people, the teachers. I even had fights with teachers. I didn't care. Regardless of who the person was, I didn't young, care. Bishop. Old, authority. Young, old, authority. I didn't care. I was ruthless, Bishop. What about the police? The police, Bishop. I got in so much trouble with the police that to a point, the local police, they didn't want nothing to do with me no more. Mm -hmm. I was in and out in juvenile. They wanted to give me juvenile life because the judge was started seeing my face. I was getting in too much trouble. So they wanted to give me juvenile life. They, I was on a, seeing a probation officer. He was helping me, but I wasn't changing. And so it got to a point that, you know, especially with the life I was living, I was carrying guns, I was hustling, I was robbing people heavy. It got in to a point I got involved, you know, under the federal the feds, uh -huh. you know, they start watching me. Uh, the craziest moment I had with the, the law is when, you know, they would take pictures of me and, you know, the, one of the craziest I will never forget, Bishop, is when they kicked in the, in the door on me. I woke up to AK-47 to my head, you know? They tossed everything, they grabbed me. It's like, come on, I'm taking you. They took me downstairs, they flipped everything in my room. I had the drugs, I had everything. That was the craziest moment, you know, in my life. They mistreated me, mm -hmm. they didn't care, you know? So, did you go to juvie? Yes, sir. I went many times, Bishop. And, and how was it there? Bishop, it was crazy. It had different, different dudes and had as well different dudes like from opposite gangs. And so they were, I was getting arguments with the guys. I never really got to a point of, you know, scuffling with them, having a fight with them. But it, it got to a point where it was like that almost. The Lord created man. You can check then the book of Genesis. And God said to the man, let men have dominion over the birds, the fish, the animals. He said, let them have dominion. He created man to have dominion. This dominion is also self-control. There are many men that can have dominion over an army. He is the, the head of the army. He has dominion over many uh, employees. He's the supervisor, the boss. 
But he does not have dominion over something very tiny, small, in the body, compared to the body, that is the tongue. I believe that you had this kind of filthy mouth. My mouth was filthy, Bishop. Mm -hmm. Like, I would, I would curse out the teachers. I would curse out even my mom, my grandmother. I would curse out my cousins, you know? And I would, I would, say, I would say words that, you know, would really, like, trigger a person off. Like, I would try to make people mad. Really? Like, because, Bishop, you know, I wanted people to feel my pain. You know, I wanted them to feel my pain. No one ever really felt my pain, but that was my way of, you know, for them to feel my pain, to like do me saying words, you know, that will make them so like- So you had no dominion at all? At all. That was, that, that was like, it's crazy we talk about this. That was really one of my, my, my you know, serious problems that I, it was very hard for me to overcome at one point. But how come when I speak to you, when I give you some directions and the corrections, why then you don't react, you don't- Because Bishop, inside of me, I have peace. I'm no longer, I'm no longer angry no more. Like I will literally be angry so much that, like for example, if you was to speak to me, but I would not listen to you. No. You know, you would, you, you would even probably get irritated. Like this guy here, I, I did not listen to nobody, you know? But from where comes this transformation? Bishop, the Holy Spirit, Bishop. Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. If you see the officers today, they stopped you. Uh, asking for your documents, ID, how do you treat them? <laughs> I give it to them respectfully. At one point, I didn't have any documents to give to them. You know, I didn't have nothing. It was like I was an alien. Mm -hmm. So they would ask me for my, I didn't have nothing. So it would be, the only thing I had was my school ID to give to them. Nothing. What about now, if they stop you now? Now I can give them everything. I wouldn't hesitate, you know, I wouldn't do nothing. I'll give to them and I would respect what they have to tell me. Now you have dominion, self-control. Over myself, Bishop. Yes, sir. In a few, I want you to tell us how you receive the Holy Spirit and who is the vaunt today. Yes, sir. If you are listening to us and you say, I want to have this peace he spoke about, I want to have dominion, you need to receive the Holy Spirit. You can join us at every universal church. You are going to have an encounter with God. The Spirit of God is the self-control. have to worry and don't you be afraid joy comes in the morning troubles they don't last always for there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe your tears away and if your heart is broken Just lift your hands and say, Oh, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. With Jesus, I can take it. With Him, I know I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in Your hands. When your tests and trials 
they seem to get you down and all your friends and loved ones are nowhere to be found remember there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe your tears away and if your heart is broken just lift your hands and say oh I know that I can make it I know that I can stand no matter what may come my way my life is in your hands with Jesus I can take it with him I know Listening in here on Soul Food Podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode and keep your notifications on. Look, don't forget to share this food with others to feed their souls. Give the food that lasts forever. <laughs>